Welcome to Life-Altering Events with Frank Sakari. When something positive or negative changes in our lives, we are basically at a fork in the road. Where does the next step take us? What do we do as reactions to something that has already happened? How do we prevent the negative aspects from happening again? Whether in business or personal parts of your life, you can get back on track. We'll talk about it today. Now, here is your host, Frank Sakari. Good morning. I hope everyone's having a wonderful Tuesday. My name is Frank Zakari, and you're listening to Life-Altering Events on the VoiceAmerica.com Empowerment Channel. Now, since we started this show the last week in July, a number of people have come up to me and said, Frank, what exactly is a life-altering event? And this is what I tell them. A life-altering event can be something we either choose or something that's thrust upon us, which dramatically alters the trajectory of our life. Now, every one of us has had one of those aha moments or events that changed our life for better or for worse. These life-altering events occur in every aspect of our professional and personal life and in the life of our families. Now, try as we may, it is impossible to completely separate the events in our personal life from the events of our professional life. Ladies and gentlemen, believe me, I tried to do that for many years and I failed miserably. What life-altering events does present us with is an opportunity to seize the moment and make a difference in our life and the life of our loved ones. They are a fork in the road and we have a choice. We can choose to either fall apart or we can find the courage, pick up the pieces, deal with our grief, and start moving better towards better times, start moving forward toward better times and better people. Remember this, it is never too late to have the life that you want and you deserve. As you listen to this show in the coming weeks and months and hopefully years, I urge you to think about participating in an upcoming show. If you have a life-altering event that could inspire others, visit the life-altering event page at voiceamerica.com, click on email the host, and tell me about the, li- the event that altered your life so drastically. How did you address it? Where are you now? And what's the impact on your life? We'll review your, your story for content, and if it fits well into the program, we'll contact you in about a future broadcast. Now, this show has just been renewed for another 52 weeks, so thank you to all the listeners around the world. We now have listeners in 13 countries and over 13,700 listeners, so thank you very much. But now, more than ever, I need to hear your story. Let me help you share your story with the world. So today, today's show is a follow-up on August 20th. Our show is about picking up the pieces after your life and plans become derailed. Now we had many comments, emails, and requests to continue this conversation. So my good friend Latasha Morris at Harper has agreed to spend more time with us. For those of you who missed the first show, let me introduce Latasha to you. She is a truly inspirational woman. She has dealt with a number of events that would not only derail most people, but would make most people simply just give up. Not only did she not give up, she changed her life 
and is always transparent about her journey to hopefully help other women to heal faster with their own life challenges. Now, she is a top real estate professional. She's a leader in her industry and a mentor to many, many people. She's looking to enhance the lives and the financial positions of millions of families na nationwide, which she'll get into a little bit. She's an educator. She's a serial entrepreneur. She's a public speaker and a published author. And she does all this in her spare time, ladies and gentlemen. Now, she has written two books. The first one is Life Derailed, a, mom's divorce, a Divorce Mom Survival Guide, and her latest book on how to sell a house during a divorce. Okay, both can be purchased on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and a number of other places. Now, I have read her books, and her passion and common sense approach applies to both men and to women. So, Latasha, welcome back to Life Altering Events. Good morning, Frank. It's a pleasure to be here. <laughs> so we can get the listeners up to speed. The first book, tell us about the inspiration to write A Divorce Mom Survival Guide. Oh, my. Well, of course, my, my own divorce. I mean, <clears throat> when you come up against something that, that actually literally changed the directory of, trajectory of your life, you have a lot of time to uh, reflect, right? And, and I mean, there were times that I was like, how in the world did I get here? And when I went through this process, the one thing that sta was steadfast in my heart and spirit was, how can I help women not have to go through some of the trials and errors that I went through through the process? And um, because one of the things is we're carrying precious cargo, right? We have children, and that's the reason why it's a divorced mom's survival guide, um, is because we're carrying this precious cargo, and we need to be able to get them, you know, to a safe place mentally, emotionally, you know, physically, and whatnot. So that was my inspiration, which is basically my own personal story. Now, as you're going through this, and many, and many of us have been through this, you're trying to protect your family, you're trying to protect your children, but you gotta protect you. Right. And a big section of the book addressed how to protect you and that it's okay to take time for you. Would you elaborate a little bit more on that? Right, I think um, one of the biggest things is we blame ourselves a lot. You know, we, we're like, what could I have done better? Why did I do this? How come I didn't <clears throat> recognize this? Or why did I stay so long? And some of it is we're so we're nurturers, especially as women, we're nurturers, so we take care of other people nonstop. And then we forget really to take care of ourselves, right? And so I use this um, statement a lot, and people that know me, I say fly. And it, fly means basically to spread your wings and to first love yourself. And so uh, a dear friend of mine um, had introduced that to me a few years ago, and I just kind of use it as an inspiration for other people. It's almost like being on the airplane. You know, you can't give the mask. They tell you, you can't give the mask to the kids first. got to put the mask on yourself first, right? And so it's, it's that type of thing. And in the book, I address that, how it's important to, to really find time to, to heal yourself, you know, from the inside out, uh, because you're no good for anybody if, if you're not taken care of. Now, one of the other things, the second book that Latasha wrote, and this is something when you're going through a divorce, and I have been through that, and you are dealing with all the emotion and the strain and the stress and the doubt and the self-hate and the hate for the other person and all those things that you're going through, you tend to forget that there's a number of legal issues that you're going to have to deal with, like, how are you going to sell this house? <laughs> Right. How are you going to sell this house, right? So tell us about this book, How to Sell a House During a Divorce. 
Well, I, I think there was two reasons why um, I wanted to do the collaboration for that book. And the, the, the main reason is that it's a high emotional moment, right? And so we do emotional, in emotional times, we do knee-jerk things. We do ridiculous things sometimes. And there's so many um, companies out there that are ready to take advantage of you in the time of of this, of disparity, of, of stress, of high emotion, and therefore you lose quite a bit of your equity um, by doing that. And so I, I really wanted to get in front of people and tell them, you know, you can really sell your house to an advantage. I mean, it's important. It's your biggest asset to be able to take that money, put it in for your kids, both of you to transition appropriately and et cetera. So um, the book really just plays in the fact that, okay, guys, we got to get back centered and understand that there's some some important legal things that we need to take care of, and I show you step-by-step step how to do that while the chaos of divorce is going on. <laughs> and that's critical. Is uh, and, I, and I strongly recommend people get this book because I've, I've talked to so many people who have said, look, just either take the house or I don't want anything or just sell it, just sell it as fast as possible. And that is also often, as you say, it's a, it's a recipe for disaster. Oh yeah, there's, well, let, if I can just interject real quick, Frank. One of the things that a lot of people will do, and, and, I, and I wanna warn people about this, is they'll take the, the weakest uh, way to transfer a title and they'll say, I'll just quit claim it to you, you take care of it. Please don't do that. Um, you quit claiming it does not take away um, your responsibility with the lender. Okay, it, it absolves you only of your equity position because if, if that person says, you know what, I can't do this and they just throw their, the towel in, what ends up happening is that you bear the burden, right, of all these late payments that come on your credit report as well because you decided, forget it, just take the house, I'm out. And I get that because sometimes we're at that moment where we're just like, I don't care what you do. You keep it all, I'll start from scratch. But you've got to take care of the legal issues because this could hinder you for years to come if you don't handle it appropriately. So as I've heard many, many times, people say, do not make a, a, a lifetime decision based on a momentary emotion. Exactly. That's great. All right. It, we had, as I mentioned in the, in the opening here, we have had a number of messages, emails, calls from people around the country and, and even around the world here. So I want to address some of the, the questions that people had because Latasha's here in our studio in Phoenix, and so let's, let's get to it. This was, a, this was an email from someone in Richardson, Texas. Now, the well, thing, interesting thing about Richardson, Texas, we have more listeners to this show in Richardson, Texas than any other city in oh, the wow. world. Okay. So thank you, Richardson, Texas. Now, this, this person put in that their message was, there's a myth or a folk, folklore that if you're divorced, then you're a failure. Now, my marriage is failing, and I don't need or want the extra burden of being labeled a failure. What do you do? What do you say to people who, who are, when you hear this type of a statement, Latasha? Um, honestly, it's disheartening. Um, I remember being in that place, and I think I stood in the relationship, um, the, the marriage that I was in, longer than I should have because I felt like I didn't want to be a failure. But um, I was introduced to the concept of failing forward, right? So people have to understand that, um, and I think I address this best in my book, there are things that we may never want to let go of, people we never want to leave behind. But keep in mind that letting go isn't the end of the world, it's the beginning of a new life, okay? You're giving birth to a new um, a new thing, a new place, 
And it's important that you understand that there's a lots of successes in a marriage, even a marriage that fails, right? We have these beautiful children. What have you actually accomplished, right? Look at it that way. So you may not be well partnered, you know, as husband and wife, but what accomplishments did you get done while you were in the grips of this? It's pretty important to look at it differently. I've talked to a number of, of people who deal with change and it being, being a change in, in business or be it in change in your personal life. And change is inevitable. It's, it it's, is. It's going to happen. And yet so many people fear change. Right. They hold on to it like bleeding knuckles. You know, they hold on to what they should have let go of a long time ago. And um, that could be in anything, you know, not just marriage, careers, you know, anything, uh, poor eating, poor habits. And we just hate change. And you, you have to learn how to let go and embrace change so that you can evolve into, you know, the person that you, you could be or you were destined to be. And, and one of the big issues is, is don't try to do this by yourself. Oh, my god! Because gosh. it is overwhelming. And Natasha has some, some great insight into that in her book on finding that circle of friends. Your core group, yes. Elaborate more on that. Well, it's huge, you guys, because w when we go through stuff, um, everybody wants to know what's going on because people are genuinely nosy. And I tell people and I warn them, it's like only share your story with the people that the core people that you love, right? So one, you don't have to keep repeating it. Okay, and reliving it. Right. They already know. So when you pick up the phone and you're in dis you're just like distraught and you're screaming and hollering and upset or what have you, you don't have to start from scratch. Um, it's important to find the people that are going to um, support you emotionally and mentally throughout this and not really beat you down um, and gossip about you behind your back because that's huge, right? And a lot of people want to take your story and, and share it amongst friends while they have coffee. And that's not what we're looking for. You're looking for somebody that's going to help you to transition through this situation. So I tell people, encourage you to have a core um, group of people, uh, maybe one person that knows the whole story, right? You might have an additional person that doesn't know the whole story, but they, they get the ramifications of what's going on. And they're a person that can feed you positive energy. You know, um, it's just important to have that and understand it. And, and then also to cut people off that just want to know, tell me what happened. Tell me how it happened. Oh, I heard he did this. Oh, somebody told me you did that. Listen, 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 listen. <laughs> listen, Linda, <laughs> what is a little, <laughs> little me? Stop the madness, right? Uh, come up with a one-liner. And, and for me, you know, people often are, you know, they wanted to know because I kind of, uh, I was married to more of a high-profile person that knew a, lot of, knew a lot of things going on. They wanted to know, how did this happen? You know, you guys look so perfect. And my thing is, you know, I'll come up with a one-liner that's true to you. So it doesn't feel like you're telling, you know, a, a fallacy or, or a lie. And for for me, you know, the truth is it was a series of unfortunate events. And that's the way to keep it is don't, not everybody needs to know everything. Now we have another question. This came from Nye County, Nevada. Now for those of you around the world who don't know where Nye County is, it's at the tip of Nevada where Nevada and California come together. <laughs> I've been there. It's okay. in the Mojave Desert. From Nye, Nye County, Nevada, do you have any suggestions about how to deal with the two-faced friends who come up to you after the separation and say, oh, I'm so sorry. I knew what was going on, but I didn't feel it was my place to say anything. Or worse yet, I didn't say anything because I thought you already knew. 
Wow, yeah. You already knew, right? I think you and I had a conversation about that. I mean, you responded to me over lunch one time. What, what was your response on that, Frank, with the two faces? Well, this friends? happened to me quite a bit. And, uh, and people would come up and they would, would say that. And, and the one where they said, uh, I didn't feel it was my place to, to say anything. And I remember looking at them and saying, so why are you telling me now? Right. What value is it in you telling me now? And I said, it's almost like the person who says, I, I need forgiveness, so I'm going to tell you all the horrible things. So now I feel better. But exactly. Now, but, now you don't. but now you feel awful. Exactly. And so was that necessary? Right. The other one that just absolutely blew me away was <laughs> I didn't say anything because I thought you knew. Now, this is one where, <laughs> in my case, you had to take every ounce of restraint in my body not to <laughs> smash this person in the upside <laughs> their head. But I said, oh, yeah, I, sure, of course. I knew that my spouse was having an involvement, but you thought it was okay. Now, why would you think it's okay, and why in God's name are you coming to me now and telling me, oh, I thought you knew? Right. Okay? It's right. almost like I want myself to feel good, but – so I got it off my chest, but um, you know now you get to deal with it. Right. So I'm taking my the burden that I carry, which I should have brought to you earlier, right, and didn't, and now I'm going to put that burden on you, and make your life even more difficult during a very difficult period of your life. So if you are one of those friends, <laughs> basically, <laughs> my advice is shut up. Right, exactly, especially if you weren't interjecting it before. But one of the things is, and I think a lot of people might be listening and, and maybe even this question might adhere to it, when somebody's in the middle of it, because I've been there before, where I've told the friend, look, I just saw your significant other with a whole other woman, in a, you know, and what did they do? They went back and told them, well, Latasha told me that they saw you. And, oh, Latasha, you know, she's banned from the house. So I understand it's a delicate you know, it's a delicate place. And then and then, what did she do? She stayed because she believed what they said. And so sometimes people aren't ready for the truth, right? Yes. They're, they're not. And we know that as friends, they're not ready for the truth. So almost as friends, you almost have to decide, you know, um, how are, once this comes out, because everything done in the dark comes to the light. Once this comes out, how do I want my friend to view me? Do I value this friendship enough to come forward and say, hey, look, I know you don't want to hear this. I, but I but I'm telling you with all my heart what I know and and give them an opportunity to receive that. And, and if they don't, they don't. Um, if it doesn't if it's not a value to you and you choose, you should just be quiet, then be quiet for the longevity of your lifetime. <laughs> don't come <laughs> back and tell somebody you knew something that was going to break their heart, soul and spirit um, later that you knew the whole time, because now, you, you know, what I mean, that friendship is, is dissolved immediately. Anyways, it's over. at yeah, that point. It's a wrap. Well, this, break, this first segment went incredibly fast, so we're up against the break. Uh, we'll be back with more uh, of, uh, of our listeners' questions with Latasha Morissette-Harper, so don't go away. You do not want to miss these next two segments. Find out what makes the most successful people tick. Keep listening to the Voice America Empowerment Channel. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Book Frank Zakari as the motivational speaker at your next event. Frank is a dynamic, entertaining, and fascinating storyteller. Your organization will be entertained and will learn stories of success they can implement immediately. 
Email Frank today to secure him for your next event at lifealteringeventsradio at gmail.com or call 916-718-5517. Mention that you heard about it from the Life Altering Events radio program. You can also visit Frank's website for more information at frankzakari.com. Frank Zakari has written five books spanning a range of life-altering events and how to handle them. When the Wife Cheats is about a man with two young daughters handling the devastating loss of a cheating wife. Inside the Spaghetti Bowl is about how one family stays together through both good and bad. Five Years to Live follows a couple through life after a tragic accident, recovery, and prognosis. From the Ashes is a turnaround management success story about the University of Washington volleyball team. Find the books at Amazon in print, audio, and Kindle formats and at frankzakari.com. Multiple studies show us that the vast majority of people are disengaged at work. A Gallup report stated that two-thirds of American workers are unhappy and 15% actually hate their work. That means that 81% are not engaged to work for a common goal. Frank Zakari and his team have programs to help you change this dynamic and create a collaborative and high-performing organization. Visit frankzakari.com to set up an initial consultation today. Find out what makes the most successful people tick. Keep listening to the Voice America Empowerment Channel. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to Life-Altering Events with Frank Zakari. To call into the program today with questions or comments, please call 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. Or you can send an email to lifealteringeventsradio at gmail.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. You are listening to Life-Altering Events with Frank Zakari. And we have been, this is a follow-up from our, our show that was on August 20th, which was Life Derailed. And we had a number of emails and, and calls in from listeners from around the world. So this show is addressing those questions and concerns from the listeners. The first question that we dealt with was the myth that if you are divorced, that means you are a failure. And Latasha gave a very interesting answer to that one. And our second question was dealing with the two-faced friends, and we've all been there, who say, oh, gee, I, I knew what was going on, but I didn't think it was my role to say anything. In our last show on August 20th, we talked about co-parenting and co-parenting with someone that you, you truly dislike co-parenting with. Well, a listener in Rancho Cordova, California, which is just outside of Sacramento, asked, she said, I am grudgingly accepted I have to co-parent. Now, what suggestions do you have to create this blended family because one of the children is openly hostile to me? And what I keep hearing is, you're not my parent. I don't need to listen to you. Right. And I think I just want to address um, the listener's question first because she says she's grudgingly accepted. And that energy by itself, children pick up that energy. If you don't want to be there, 
right? You might need to reevaluate if a blended family is even for you. Because I think people have this misconception that when they blend, that they automatically take the authority position and I am the father or I am the mother and you will listen to me. But realistically, you guys, this is all a relationship. It's going to take time. Like even with um, this, these children have been through something, a traumatic experience. And so you have to build a relationship with children just like you do with your spouse, your new spouse. And I think if you address the grudgingly and, and get to the accepting part yourself as a person, that that'll soften your heart a little bit where you can even start looking at these children differently. Because if you're looking at them and resenting them from from the jump, you have a problem, right? You probably should be reevaluating, like I said, if you even need to be in this, this relationship. Because children, um, they're resilient, yes, but it takes time. And you got to respect them. I mean, their space, what they've been through, um, how they're feeling. And, and you're only going to cause more heartache in your current relationship when you bump heads with the kids. Okay, you're not their mom or you're not their dad, but let them know, hey, I'm not. Just tell them, I understand how you feel. But um, I am a parent and I want to make sure you're safe. And I want you to know that you can come to me and, and I hope we can build a relationship and start building a relationship with these kids, right? Um, most of the time parents, oh, they don't listen to me. Well, if you're always yelling at them or you're always, you know, talking to them about what they need to do and beating your chest, of course they don't listen to you. They don't respect you because they don't feel the love that should come from a parent. So I think it's important that when you have um, a blended family that you understand there's a blending that has to take place. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I think people miss that, you know, they just throw everything in. They're like, okay, we're here. You know, we have arrived. No, it's a, it's a process. They say on average, I think statistics say it's five years before a family truly blends and all the acceptance has actually happened for each um, each parent, new parent, um, the child is going from two homes. The other parent probably has another person they have to adjust to. I mean, it's just a lot. You got you had two people telling you what to do. Now you got four. I mean, <laughs> who likes that? Who wants to pack up their backpack and, and go from house to house, you know, every couple of days? I mean, it's frustrating alone. Plus, they're dealing with the fact that they don't have their core family that they had originally. So Right. And then it's different rules. Yeah. At, at this house, I can do this. At that house, I have to do that. Now, in my case, I was very fortunate is that I had custody of my children. I was the sole custodial parent, mm -hmm. so I didn't have to to, to address that. And then I, <laughs> well, lucky you. you know, <laughs> that was lucky me. And then I didn't get remarried till my daughters were into their uh, into their 20s. Yeah. So it, it nice. was a, a, an easier fit. <laughs> but I have seen so many people, at, and, and, and what Latasha says is absolutely dead on right, is you have to show you care first. Right. You have to show that you can they can earn your trust and that you respect the child. Do you respect them? Yes. Yes, cuz they're still people. I mean, even though they're children, they're still people. Um yeah, I think, Frank, one other thing before we go on to the next subject, if you don't mind, I want to just say um, I think that a united front, even if you can't stand the other parent, is essential. Um, you have to have hard conversations. Listen, at their bedtime is 930. 
period. The phone is taken away at nine o'clock, period. Homework is done. Come up with some um, things that you guys can agree on that both houses have the same. So the, children's can, the children can have some type of consistency, right? They may be able to do certain things they can't do at the other house and whatever, but you gotta have some level of consistency between the households so the parents need to have a united front. If you don't pass this class or if, you, if, you, if I get another notice that you're farting around, this is what the penalty is gonna be whether you're at mom's or you're at dad's, okay? This is it. It's not going to be, well, that's fine. I'll be at dad's. I won't be grounded. Or I'll be at mom's. It won't matter. No, you have repercussions, whether you're here or there. And I think that's most important, too, in, in a blended family. It absolutely <coughs> is. And then as, as the parents, as the adults in the operation here, it's, 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 it's incumbent that we do not try to use the children as a weapon. Oh my goodness! And we, uh, we need a whole nother show for that. That would be a, that would be a whole nother show. So Rancho Cordova, I hope we answered your question. And as as Latasha mentioned, the grudgingly, let's work on that. Yeah, work on that. Here was a call for, for excuse me a message from a listener in Boston, Boston, Massachusetts. And this listener didn't didn't identify male or female. It just simply said, "I am so angry. I know I have to go let go." But the anger is absolutely overwhelming. How did you bring yourself to forgive? Prayer. <laughs> you know, prayer and patience, um, time. It, it's, there's no easy answer for this. I mean, I think that um, especially if you're the one that um, didn't want the divorce. Say, for instance, you didn't want the divorce, so you feel slighted. Um, you know, many people, even if they did want the divorce, they feel slighted because they're like, okay, I was pushed into this. You know, my hand was pushed because you were, you know, a cheater, a liar, a whatever the case may be, a gambler, whatever. And um, then we weren't able to, you were refusing to change or you were refusing to meet me in the middle. And so people feel like they're pushed into it. And I think I will address the emotion, whether male or female, angry, right? So we need to figure out where the anger stems from, and we need to heal there. And I think before you forgive anyone, you have to forgive yourself. I think that's huge, that if you don't forgive yourself, um, that you can't forgive anyone, because every day you look in the mirror, you're, you're upset with the reflection that you see. And uh, in my book, I, I state, uh, sincere forgiveness isn't colored with expectations that the other person apologize or change, right? It's just accepting that who they are and they did the best they could with who they were, right, and their development, because all of us are evolving and growing. And so when we understand that we can't be mad at somebody for their lack of maturity, right, or their lack of, or whatever they were raised in, you don't know what type of pain they were raised in or what had happened to them in the past. And so you learn to forgive just based on that, not that an action that you're waiting for them to do, because you'd be waiting forever. You might, you, you, you might, you might not ever get that. So don't worry whether or not they finally understand you. Who cares, right? You don't have this person in your life every single day that has to understand you. And um, it says love and release them. Right. So release them and wish them well. I mean, there's something huge about that. When we get away from anger and we get into acceptance um, that we're able to process things. Right. Because um, the life feeds back truth to people in its own way and in its own time. OK, so they're going to get that reflection of themselves. You guys, you don't have to beat it into them. <laughs> it will happen. <laughs> it's, it's going to occur. It's, uh, it's, a, it's a very interesting point because the, 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 there is going to be anger. 
And as, as Latasha mentioned, what, what I was told was, look, Frank, um, you weren't the worst husband in the world. You might have been the second worst, but you weren't the worst <laughs> husband in the world. Um, it just didn't work. And sometimes, in spite of your best effort, it just, it just doesn't. And so a friend of mine gave me this quote, which I want to share here because it might apply. And it was, there comes a point in your life when you realize who matters, who never did, who won't anymore, and who always will. So don't worry about the people from your past. There's a reason they didn't make it to your future. I love that. That's powerful. Um, I also want to piggyback on that and just say, because you forgive somebody, you guys, doesn't mean that you have to allow them back into your space. You you have to understand that you can let go and release the anger because really it's what, like you're drinking the poison and hope the other person dies, right? Exactly. So yeah, that's that's what that anger is doing. You know, you're hurting, they're living their life, they could care less. And you're over here angry and spiteful and, and it's hurting you internally. I mean, literally, um, sickness is tied to, to anger, you know, and it's allowed to fester in your body and multiply. And so I would just encourage people to, to think about this differently and and understand that you can still have your boundaries and forgive somebody just forgive them understand that's where they were in their life release that you know and and move on so yes again if, if forgiveness is not acceptance yeah it's just simply i'm not going to let you live in my brain and in my heart rent free anymore oh amen to that we're moving on <laughs> <laughs> uh here we had a message from san jose california and this message, again, didn't identify themselves, but it says, I feel that if I accept what has happened, then I've lost again. Do we have oh. any suggestions? Oh, boy. <laughs> I don't, acceptance is not submission, right? So you can't change anybody but yourself. And look how hard that is to do. I mean, people every day, I want to lose weight, but they can't change themselves enough to change their diet. So how in the world are you going to change someone else, right? Um, and so you accept who they are. It is an acknowledgement of the facts of the situation. You're just acknowledging, okay, this is where I am, right? Doesn't mean that you validate what happened or that you're condoning what happened in the relationship to be right. It's just saying that this is where I am, so where do I go now? Exactly. It's, it's, it's a case of if you take it out of, the, out of the personal or emotional set standpoint, it could be you, you change jobs. Okay, yeah. so now I'm in a new job. So I accept where I'm at, or I move to a new city, or something else has occurred in my life. As we said in the beginning, change is going to happen. It is going to happen. Like it, don't like it, it's going to happen. Right. And the best approach is, okay, here's what it is. Where am I now? How do I make the best of this? Do you agree? I do agree. Very much so. Absolutely. All right, we have a listener in Ohio. And this listener says, my spouse is verbally and emotionally abusive. We are barely making ends meet with two incomes. If I leave, there's no way I can survive on my income alone. Help. Wow. Okay, so I know this. This is a this is an area where you kind of feel like um, beaten, right? You're like, what can I do to get out of this situation? And being in an abusive relationship, you guys, is never okay. If somebody is putting their hands on you, um, it's not okay. You need to, to find a way to get out of that situation, especially if the children are watching, the children are being abused as well. Um, but being in an abusive relationship is life-altering and divorce can be terrifying and debilitating. But which is worse? Ask yourself, which is worse, right? Because sometimes we get uh, hit with, 
with hands and objects, but other times we get hit with words, right? And a broken spirit is more painful than a broken bone because I tell you, the bone often heals, but the spirit takes so much longer, right, to recover from that when somebody's constantly beating you down with their words or their actions or their inability to change. And so um, a good place to talk about um, this right now would be finding an escape plan. So this is the thing. If you're if you're safe, meaning that you're not getting you know physically harmed or what have you, but you know it's time to go. I I, I right now I advise you to find another stream of income, and I say this passionately because it's important. I tell people all the time, just as simple as this. I think Frank just said about getting a new job. You know, you want to have another stream of income. You may love your job, but what happens if the job falls out of love with you? Same thing with a relationship. You may be in love with this person. What happens if that person? falls out of love with you. Are you okay? Are you going to be able to provide? And so um, I have, uh, I work with a nation, nationwide company that helps people in this situation basically create an additional stream of income that they can do from home, right? Part-time from home. So I offer this and these opportunities because it's huge to have this in place. And I, and I do this with my whole heart because I speak on financial um, literacy. I speak on credit restoration, which oftentimes you come out of divorce and your credit is shattered. I speak on protecting your children. If something was to happen to you, is your will and your trust and everything completed so that your children are not in the hands of the person that's been abusing you and them? Okay, so if this opportunity is enlightening to you at all, please make sure you reach out to me after the call, because if you are in a situation where you need to have an exit plan, an exit strategy, we can talk about that and, and get you creating an additional stream of income for your emergency fund, or we'll call that your escape fund. <laughs> Now, that's a very interesting point because I've heard people say, well, if I start doing something like that, it means that I'm quitting on my relationship. And no, you're not. You're, no, no, I wouldn't you're not. say that. You're being smart. There are other ways to generate income. And as you get to know and meet Latasha, you will understand that she is a master at, uh, at, at doing that and finding other ways to bring in revenue without selling people soap <laughs> soap <laughs> wax juice yeah exactly i mean i and he says that because we laugh about that at at lunch like a week or so ago right and, yes and yeah i mean i just you know i needed something um that people need i'm i'm a i'm a servant uh type spirit and i wanted something people needed that was going to enhance their lives and so um in a way that that you can't deny Right. So financial literacy, credit restoration, creating an additional stream of income, learning how to invest that money and let it grow for you. I mean, this is the worst. You can look at it like this. If your if your relationship turns around in the process of growing this. Great. Then you guys have a nest egg that you two can go celebrate, maybe renew your vows or go have a vacation together. But but if not, you know, and this is even in the best of marriages, you need to have an additional stream of income. You guys, you guys got to stop. Um, depending solely on corporate um, to feed and fuel your household financially. So, And corporate has an a, uh, interesting mindset of its own. It changes at a whim, and mm -hmm. it, it doesn't ask you what you think. <laughs> <laughs> and I think we've all it doesn't ask you what you been mean. there. The interesting point that, that Latasha made here is, particularly if, if you're the one, usually there's one that handles the money and the other one does not, but if you're the one who does not handle or did not handle mm -hmm. the money, you may not know a lot of this stuff. Exactly. And so that education that she's talking about is absolutely critical. Right. Absolutely critical. Okay, we are up against another break. This show is just flying by. 
So uh, stay with us. We are going to be right back. We got uh, two or three more very interesting topics that uh, we're going to continue on. So don't go away. This last segment is going to be the best one yet. Stay with us. Live up to your fullest potential. This is the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Book Frank Zakari as the motivational speaker at your next event. Frank is a dynamic, entertaining, and fascinating storyteller. Your organization will be entertained and will learn stories of success they can implement immediately. Email Frank today to secure him for your next event at lifealteringeventsradio at gmail.com or call 916-718-5517. Mention that you heard about it from the Life Altering Events radio program. You can also visit Frank's website for more information at frankzakari.com. Frank Zakari has written five books spanning a range of life-altering events and how to handle them. When the Wife Cheats is about a man with two young daughters handling the devastating loss of a cheating wife. Inside the Spaghetti Bowl is about how one family stays together through both good and bad. Five Years to Live follows a couple through life after a tragic accident, recovery, and prognosis. From the Ashes is a turnaround management success story about the University of Washington volleyball team. Find the books at Amazon in print, audio, and Kindle formats and at frankzakari.com. Multiple studies show us that the vast majority of people are disengaged at work. A Gallup report stated that two-thirds of American workers are unhappy and 15% actually hate their work. That means that 81% are not engaged to work for a common goal. Frank Zakari and his team have programs to help you change this dynamic and create a collaborative and high-performing organization. Visit frankzakari.com to set up an initial consultation today. Live up to your fullest potential. This is the Voice America Empowerment Channel. You are listening to Life Altering Events with Frank Sakari. To call into the program today with questions or comments, please call 1 888 346 9141. That's 1 888 346 9141. Or you can send an email to lifealteringeventsradio at gmail.com. Now, back to the show. And we're back. Thank you for staying with us. Ladies and gentlemen, we are having an absolutely amazing conversation here with my guest, Latasha Morissette Harper. And on August 20th, we did a show about life derailed and dealing with picking up the pieces after your life has been completely upset. And that generated a number of emails and calls from listeners around the world that wanted more information about this and so what we're doing today this is a show for the listeners these are your questions these are your comments that you sent in to us and Latasha was nice enough and graceful graceful enough grateful <laughs> I can't talk Frank she was gracious enough to come back to the studio and address this for you so here's an international call uh, the message that we received from Dublin Ireland and this person said, I have finally started to meet other people, but my confidence and my self-esteem is so low. I find myself immediately looking for red flags. I'm afraid I'm gonna be alone forever. 
How did you address this? Oh, my goodness. I remember feeling like this. Um, nobody's ever going to love me again. I'm never going to find, you know, X, Y, Z. Who's going to accept me and my children? I mean, I remember this disheartening and heavy feeling in my chest. Um, the most difficult time in life is when no one understands you. Like, who's going to understand the process that I've been through already? Who's going to be open to um, growing with me from this point? And so um, the scariest thing, though, is when you do not understand yourself. So I tell people, take the time out for you. Um, date yourself. I mean, I, one of the things I enjoyed most, right, first time I ever got a chance to sit and watch a movie alone. Man, that was awesome. Nobody talking to you. Nobody eating up the popcorn. <laughs> it was crazy. And, and, you know, I actually went by myself to a movie that I wanted to see. I didn't have to get the buy-in from another person. Um, taking the favorite book I love and, and sitting there having lunch by myself. I mean, just really hearing the inner voice and being able to let God speak to me um, in the time that I was, you know, going through this transition was huge. But um, here's the other side of that coin. When I found myself getting impatient about dating, right, because I, ugh, you're like, oh, my God, this is awful, right? Dating hell, right? Mm -hmm. I had to fight the impulse to rush into any relationship, right, um, to avoid the devastating and embarking loneliness that we get once we go through a transition like this. We're like, oh, my gosh, I'm by myself. The other side of the bed is empty. The house is quiet. When the kids are gone on their weekends, what do I do with me? Um, and one of the things that I will tell you, one, is to choose your relationships wisely. Because being alone will never cause you as much loneliness as being in the wrong relationship. That is absolutely true. One of the, uh, from Dublin, Ireland, one of the things that, that I found in going through this was a way to reconnect with me. And being alone, I had uh, custody of my two children, but it was, it was nice to go out, as Latasha said, and go have dinner by myself. And you have people looking at you and they have that look of pity, you know, that poor man, he's by himself, isn't that sad? <laughs> no, it's not sad, it's not sad. I'm actually enjoying myself. <laughs> it was en enlightening and it was, I'm gonna be okay. Mm -hmm. When that opportunity does present itself, and it will, it's when you're ready. In our last show, Natasha mentioned uh, a very nice uh, a statement about, hey, if, if I may not be good for anyone if oh I'm not gosh, ready for yeah. me. <laughs> Elaborate more on that. <laughs> you don't want to, you know, this is the thing, guys. When you come out of a relationship, and I, and I remember being in, um, you know, a lot of people getting that attention and wanting to rush me into a relationship. And I'm like, listen, I may hurt you. I'm not where I need to be, right? All I can see in you is who he was to me. Everything you say to me is subjective to what I've been told in the past. Let me heal. Don't rush people into something they're not ready for. I tell people that all the time. If somebody tells you, look, I need time, I need space, let them have that space so they can blossom into who they, they need to be, right? Because otherwise they're going to hurt you. I promise you, you're going to force yourself into something. And that's what I tell people. I would tell people that wanted to, oh, let's date exclusively. It's like, listen, I don't have it to give you. I don't have, I don't want to call you in the morning. I don't want to check in at night. I don't want to be with you every weekend. I do not have it, right? All I have enough courage to do is get up, take care of my children, make sure that I'm sane, right? Figure out how I'm going to get through today myself. I don't have it. And so um, I encourage people to be transparent and be honest. If you're not there, you're not there. It's okay to take your time. Take as much time as you need to heal you and um, to be whole 
and complete because uh, people often say marriage and relationships are 50-50. No, they're not 50-50. We need to be 100-100. You need to be whole in yourself. I need to be whole in myself. I came into this world by myself, right? Even as a twin, one comes out to shoot first and then the other, right? You come in this world by yourself and you're going out of this world by yourself. So you need to understand to love you because that's all you've really got is yourself. Even when you partner with someone else, you need to love you first. That is great advice in Dublin, Ireland. I hope that that helps you. We have a listener from Rochester, New York. So the other side of the country here. This listener says, I am so sad and depressed. There are days I can't even get out of bed. When I do get out of bed, my work suffers. At home, I feel I'm a terrible mother because I'm not as engaged as I should be with my children. My sadness is depressing my friends to the point where they're avoiding me. Mm. When does it stop hurting? Oh, my gosh. Oh, my goodness. So, first of all, my heart goes out to you um, in Rochester, New York, because I, I can't really give you a timeline. Um, the hurt, you know, just processes. It's like a grief process. And... Um, and my, my heart hurts for you when you say that because I remember being in that place. It just getting on my feet in the morning was was heavy, you know, and, and you just give what you can when you can and do the best you can. And I would tell you, um, I think Frank mentioned earlier, I talk about your village of people, right, your core people. You got to have somebody in there that can take the kids. Say, hey, I'm having a rough day I'm having a rough weekend can you take the kid I just need to recharge or I, I need to get some time away I need to you know get get to a walk find you a counselor please don't be afraid to go to a counselor and talk to somebody you guys get that stigma away that something's wrong with you because you're going to counseling nothing's wrong with you you just need an impartial person to to walk through all this crap that's just been dealt to you and so it's important um, a great statement from my book is to love yourself accept yourself forgive yourself and be good to yourself Okay, because without you, the rest of us are without a source of many, many wonderful things. Um, and that's a quote that I use in my book. And, and the thing um, that is important in that is, is the love in yourself. Those are the key things that stand out. And um, I can't encourage you enough to try and please uh, find the support you can to help you um, get some time away. Because uh, it sounds like you're overwhelmed. And, and, and that's you know, take a few days from the job and get someone to take the babies and and go have some time for you. I think that would be a great start for you, and, and I wish you well in your journey. Another thing to look at out there in Rochester is uh, <coughs> if you are in, in the type of a job where they have in your health plan uh, where you can see a counselor, and most organizations do have that, go do it. I fought that for the longest time because it was the stigma, as Latasha mentioned. I'm not crazy. Mm -hmm. I can handle it. I, I, I don't need someone else to hear the dirty laundry. But it's not. It's not dirty laundry. What you're looking for is a safe place, a safe place to let your emotions flow, to say what you're feeling without worrying about being judged. To, to have that, that give and take from somebody who is impartial, and that's the magic word. They're professional, and they are impartial. And their job in life is to help you help yourself. That makes sense? Yes, absolutely. It absolutely makes sense. <coughs> we have I think a it's amazing. We have a listener from Auburn, Virginia. 
So we're covering the map here. We got overseas, we got all the way across the country. This is good. Thank you all for listening, and please continue to do so. Now, Ashburn, Virginia, this is something we talk about a great deal, <laughs> and she's laughing over here. <laughs> this is something we talked about a great deal back in August, and uh, it, it deserves to be addressed again. And that is simply what we call the call, <laughs> for lack of a better name. And the, uh, this person writes, we were married for eight years. There were many one-time affairs. We went through counseling, decided this isn't working, we're gonna have to file for divorce. We have two children, so we have no choice. We have to interact together. A month ago, my soon-to-be ex started calling and wanted to talk about picking up the pieces and trying again. And the reason given was our children are so unhappy and we owe it to them to try again. And then the person writes, uh, I'm torn here. It, it does kill me to see my children unhappy, but I'm having a major issue with trust. Did either of you experience this? Uh -huh. <laughs> you want to take this first or you want me to take Go it ahead. first? Take okay, it. so first of all, <clears throat> I think I laugh at this because the call is inevitable, right? So you're going to get the call, you know, one of the person gets out and the grass is not as green as they thought. They start seeing, you know, who you are, where they could have changed, what they could have done differently, and they start reflecting. But most of the time people, and I'm going to say this to the men because you guys are a little bit more knee-jerk, right? You, yes. You're like, you, you know, I feel good. This person, you know, lights my fire. I'm, I'm jumping out the window. Women... However, we process things, okay? And so by the time we leave you, <laughs> we are done, emotionally done, okay? And so <clears throat> if we get an opportunity to, to try and work something out with you over and over and over and over and over again and it doesn't work, at some point we're just like, okay, I'm, I'm dusting my hands off, I'm, I'm done, right? And so um, I urge you to, to find out why you're getting the call. What is it? Okay, are they, did that little affair that they had, did that fizzle out? You know, financially, are they struggling? Um, what is the benefit? I need you to take your emotion out of it for a minute and pay attention because you have to remember how you got there in the first place. Okay, your marriage ended, why? What, what is it now that's gonna change that you couldn't change while you were married, that you weren't, that both people weren't willing to do? Now, I, I'll give it to those who have gone back and remarried. I praise people that can do that. That's amazing. But I warn people to not jump into this prematurely, okay? So if, if we talked about counseling a little bit, if you can get a third-party impartial person in there, if they're, what are they willing to invest in this relationship now that they weren't before, right? Because if they're not willing to invest the time or the energy, because I, I don't know, I, a lot of times when you're, you've been with a cheater or you've been with somebody that's emotionally abusive, everything is your fault. Right. And they don't want time. You know, you're, you're like, I don't trust you. So you're telling me I don't trust you don't trust him or her. This was a was this a woman? Or, I'm not sure. It didn't you, say. OK, you don't trust the other party. And the person often bites back with, well, if you don't trust me, this is never going to work. So now they're trying to take the control back in the relationship. If you don't trust them, you don't trust them. How are you going to build a foundation and go back into a relationship when you don't trust them? So those all need to be ironed out first um, before you even consider uh, getting back into this because you've gotten out of the frying pan. So why are you going to jump back into the into the fire um, without you know careful 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 uh, evaluation of what's going on? From the other side of that coin, being from the male side, um, I got I got the call, <laughs> <laughs> and at first I laughed. 
because I was like, serious, really? Right? Are you serious? Are you right serious? Now? What? 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 Is, what do you? <laughs> what can't is be serious. <laughs> so it, it is a case of, well, why did it? Why did it fail? Why did your marriage fail? Right. And then why does this little extracurricular not turning out to the way you want it? And and what value is it going to be coming back? Now my daughters were ten and fifteen when their mother left, and they brought up to me because apparently they were in touch with her somewhere <laughs> and they said uh, you know mom's gonna is having second thoughts mm -hmm. and my first response because they weren't babies was right. well what do you think and they said you'd be absolutely out of your mind dad <laughs> isn't it funny how kids i mean kids say the darndest things because they pick up and they understand they know yes and as we said earlier when you're trying to do the blended family children are far more receptive and perceptive than you believe. Mm -hmm. They see and they hear everything. <laughs> and they draw some of their own conclusions as long as you're not trying to poison the well. Exactly. And in my case, when uh, when my, both my daughters said, are you, are you out of your mind? I said, okay, well, that pretty much iced it. Yeah. I wasn't going to do it anyway, but <laughs> knowing, knowing that, that pretty much uh, was the icing on the cake for me. So I want to thank all our listeners uh, from around the world who uh, who sent in, and we did get massive coverage. We got all all across the United States. We got some international people. We're just about out of time here. If you would like more information from Latasha directly, you can dial 602-587-0377 or text "life derailed," and then she will know uh, where this came from. Uh, so. Once again, 602-587-0377. Now, since we're almost out of time, I want to thank my guest, Latasha Morissette-Harper, for coming again and sharing this inspirational life story. Uh, I hope you never have to go through this divorce, but chances are half of you will. So take heed and listen to, some, to a couple of us who have been through it before. Now, remember this. No matter what life throws your way, I want you to do three things. Get up look up and never ever give up pick up the pieces and start moving forward and better times and better people will enter your life if you want more information about my guest or this show or if you missed any of this show it'll be available on demand in about two hours and you can hear it on a number of places now including iHeartRadio, which has picked up the show so let me leave you with this none of us are in this alone the secret to walking on water is to walk it's, the secret to walking on water is to know where the rocks are oh, and in yeah. this world in this area Latasha knows where they are well, thank you. I just want to add one little thing before we close um, with the children you guys children would much rather be from a broken home than to live in one great point <laughs> listen to us next week for another life-altering event thank you Thank you for tuning into life-altering events. Be sure to join Frank Zakari again next Tuesday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time and 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Have a life-changing week. The Good Cop.